Hey, and welcome back to another Wednesday case study. Today, we're going to be talking about the crime scene of John Benet John 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 Benet Ramsey. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. It's French and fancy. Uh, so before we start, it's just an overview. There are just so many things wrong with this crime scene. I mean, goodness, it, it's interesting. All right. Let's get started. So this case starts in Boulder, Colorado. Patsy and John Ramsey woke up on the morning, early in the morning of December 26, 1996. Um, they were getting ready to go on a trip. So, you know, get up early, long drive. That way you don't get there at three o'clock in the morning the next day. And... When they went to rouse their kids, they found that six-year-old Jean Benet was missing. There was also a ransom note on the stairs. We'll come back to that. So, Patsy, the mother, is freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, where's my kid? So, against the ransom note's demands... She calls police, and the police arrive at 5.55 in the morning, and, you know, they take a look around, and they're like, there's no forced entry. Cool. Uh, they, they didn't really search the house that well, um, I guess they didn't realize that the Ramseys had a basement because they did not search there. I guess they hadn't had their coffee yet, and they were just like, eh, we'll do it later. Um, so, while this is going on, uh, Patsy calls friends and family and is like, Jean Benet is missing. And so everyone's coming over to the house. The police did not tape off the house as a crime scene. They only taped off Jean Benet's room. So people were just coming in and out of the house. They were walking in between rooms, just going wherever they wanted to go pretty much destroying any evidence that could have been in the house. But wait, that's not all. At one o'clock in the afternoon, in the afternoon, the police are like, okay, friends and family, search the house and see if anything's amiss. And my first thought is, isn't that what the police are supposed to do? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, okay. So, John and a friend search the basement and find 
six-year-old Jean Benet. Dead. Not exactly the way we were hoping this case would go, but yeah. So the thing is, this is what really I mean, I don't I don't know what John was thinking, I guess, just overcome with grief at the moment. He picks up the body and carries her upstairs. This completely destroys the crime scene and contaminates pretty much all the evidence that could have been in the basement or on Jean Benet. I mean, I just... Why wouldn't he just be like, hey, we have a problem. So that was all in one day. I mean, from whenever they got up, the police getting there at 5.55 in the morning, and them finding Jean Benet roughly after 1 p.m. I mean, that stinks for the family. I mean, I can't imagine. But there are just so many things wrong. I mean, the crime scene, the house itself, if it was a crime scene, it was completely destroyed because the police didn't tape it off properly. I mean, you, you don't just tape off rooms. I mean, if someone is murdered, for example, in the living room, wouldn't you want to tape off the kitchen as well in case there was evidence in there? I mean, I would think so. But I guess at the time, police just assumed that she had been kidnapped, and since there was a ransom note demanding $118,000, I guess they just thought it was a gonna be like that and they wouldn't have to you know really search for evidence or like trace evidence or something similar I guess um, but that that was what happened in 1996 so this case goes on for a lot longer so, despite the complete disregard for the crime scene, uh, they were able to find evidence on Jean Benet's body. Um, it was determined that the cause of death was due to asphyxiation due to strangulation. Um, but they didn't find any fingerprints or something similar on her. Um, there was unknown blood on her underwear, um, and it couldn't be identified to anyone in the household, none, no one in the family, none of the friends. Um, so that was definitely interesting. Um, there was also a boot print next to the body. Um, and it didn't match any of the shoes in the household, so they kind of used that to, you know, rule out the family. 
but I mean, like, you can hide a pair of boots somewhere. Just saying. Um, a disclaimer here, I'm very, very pessimistic, and in stuff like this, I always just kind of assume it's the it's the relatives, because that's who it usually ends up being. And, I mean, I'll give you my argument and you can give me yours. But we'll get into that later. Um, so, along with the boot print, um, the ransom note. The ransom note was a huge thing. Usually when a ransom note is left at a crime scene, it is very short. You know, we have your child bring us so much money at this and this place and time and, you know, blah, 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 blah. This ransom note was several pages. I think it was three pages long. This kidnapper had a lot to say, apparently. Not only that, but it was found that the paper and writing utensil was from the Ramsey household. So, yeah. Um, and, interestingly enough, the amount of money demanded in the ransom note was the exact amount of money that John had received as a bonus from his work. So, that's a thing. Um, the police did ask for handwriting samples from, uh, Patsy, John, and, uh, their son, their nine-year-old son. <coughs> Pardon me, I don't have corona, I promise. Um. <laughs> and John... And the son, oh my goodness, what's his name, um, were cleared. Their handwriting didn't match. However, the mother's handwriting couldn't be excluded. Um, so, yeah. Burke! That's his name. Burke Ramsey is the brother. So John and Burke were both excluded as suspects because their handwriting sample didn't match. Plus, Burke was nine at the time. I'm just, like, I know there's, like, super geniuses out there, but, like, how could a nine-year-old... Yeah, I just... Mm. He deserved to sue. There, there, poor Burke was accused... Or it was, like, implied in a newscast that he was the one who killed Jean Benet. Like, he was nine. And asleep. Um, I don't think a nine-year-old could construct a ransom note and then strangle his sister to death. I mean, maybe. But, I don't know. It just seems unlikely. And, yeah, he sued their butts off. Uh, anyways, that's not important. So, a lot of investigation went into this. Um, the family, now, 
I know I said that they were excluded as excluded as suspects. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, however, the police said that they were never officially suspects. So yeah, I just wanted to, you know clear that up. Um, there was one, one suspect. Um, ten years later, in two thousand six, John Carr actually came to the police and confessed. He said, "Yeah, I I killed Jean Benet." And the police were like, "Oh my gosh!" And. They took a DNA sample, and they were like, yeah, we got him, and it didn't match. Also, he said that he drugged her, but there were no drugs in her system. Now, obviously he was cleared because the DNA didn't match, but, you know, we know now that drugs like succinylcholine, um, the horse tranquilizer, um, you know, it dissolves in the bloodstream very quickly. So I, there is a possibility that she was, but there was no evidence to, you know, no needle marks or anything like that. Just so, yeah. He, he wanted, he was so, how can I say this? He wanted attention so bad that he confessed to a murder a child murder that he didn't commit. I don't. Why would people. Why would someone confess to a murder for no reason? I, other than attention. That's just. I mean. To each his own, I guess. Um, but ultimately, there were. And are no suspects. As we know, this case is still unsolved. And I bet I can tell you why. <laughs> um, so, like, I work with, or I won't say I work with, I've taken several classes um, with criminal justice as the center. Um, a lot of of my family members are police, were police officers, they're all retired now, and they're all, like, I have a great experience with police officers, but this is just, and I don't mean to be mean, but this was just bad. This was bad police work. I mean, they didn't even properly secure the crime scene. They just let people wander around the house. While they were investigating. So I'm... Oh, makes me mad because I expect, you know, just for me, I expect police officers to be competent in what they're doing. And I know, especially in small towns... The police aren't, perhaps aren't as trained as they should be, but they should at least be trained in securing a crime scene. 
I mean, you don't let you don't let the family search the house. I mean, to me, that just seems like common sense because the family obviously cough cough John doesn't know how to secure or handle or preserve evidence. That's just, it's, I mean, in my head, I might be wrong, but if, if this crime scene had been properly handled, they probably could have found more evidence. And they probably could have had suspects involved. Like, they, they could have had They they may have been able to catch her killer. But it's it's the small things that have the biggest impact. So because of the insecure crime scene, this case is still unsolved. To this day, no one's come forward, no one's confessed since 2006. So far, we're right back where we were in 1996. So this is where I get a little more in opinionated. Um, so there are no suspects in this case currently. And for me, there is just... The evidence doesn't, I mean, let me just explain. There are two theories in the Jean Benet case. There is the theory of an intruder. Someone came in and took Jean Benet down to the basement, killed her, and wrote a ransom note, not necessarily in that order. Um, there was a broken window found in the basement, um, which they were like, yeah, that's probably how he got in, even though they said, there's no sign of forced entry. Should have searched the basement then. Uh, anyways. And of course the boot print, that was unidentified. Um, and the unknown male blood. It was identified as male blood, so we know it's a dude. Um, she was not treated very well. I'll say that because I don't like getting too deep into detail. Uh, however, there was no evidence. She was completely clean in that department. Um, so that went nowhere. Um, so, that, yeah, um, however, the other theory is that the Ramses were the ones to, or one of the Ramses, uh, was the one to, kill her um this personally for me like I said I I'm just 
I tend to I tend to trust my gut and my gut in this case is saying that one of them did it or both of them I don't know why um I guess for me is that the crime scene itself doesn't make sense um, there is a ransom note, a really long ransom note, demanding the exact same amount of money that they had just received, and yet the kidnapper killed Jean in, in the basement? To, I mean, she was still in the house. That just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you'd think if they were going to you know, demand money, they'd want Jean Benet alive. Now, in this, you know, the ransom note was written. It had to have been written in the house. Because the paper and the pen were from the household. Also, Patsy's handwriting analysis couldn't be cleared. She, she couldn't be excluded as a possibility that she wrote that note. Um, so that's, that's just me. However, I do also think that it's possible that a friend of the family or a relative is responsible. Um, because, I mean, you know, people talk, Jean, uh, John, not Jean, uh, John or Patsy could have mentioned the money to a friend, a co-worker, or a, a relative, and, uh, they'd know the house well enough, um, that, they could get in and out, of course, you know, writing the ransom note there, and, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a little more, I mean, it's possible, just, we go back to the, the Jean Benet being killed in the house, I mean, it, it's possible that she was trying to resist, and they were trying to subdue her and accidentally killed her. But she was strangled. It's not like they put her, uh, they put a hand over her mouth and nose. They strangled her. They clenched it down on her neck and strangled her. So that, it's, I mean, you could argue it, but. So I, I just. I don't know. I have a hard time believing the intruder theory. Even though there is more evidence supporting that because of the unknown boot print and the unknown DNA. I just don't know. My gut's telling me that Jean Benet knew her attacker. That the family knows her attacker. Not that they know who it is, but... 
It's someone that they knew. So what do you think about this case? Do you think an intruder did it? Or do you think someone in the household did it? It's something to think about. I mean, it stinks that this case is still unsolved, but that's what happens when you mishandle a crime scene. So let that be a lesson to you. If you're thinking about going into the criminal justice uh, public safety career path, think about it. Remember, the smallest, most insignificant details, the speck in the carpet, could be something. Always tape off your crime scenes in the appropriate places. Not just a room, the entire house. So, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. Sorry, my mic sounds a little scratchy. I'm not sure why. Um, but thank you for listening. And uh, have a good day.